Welcome to the WrestleManiacs, better known as the Mothership, presented by the Sideline Junkies. Here your hosts, the People's Choice, the Nubian Sumo, and the Big Guy. It is Saturday night. You hear my melodious voice. Forget the mouth of the South. That's Jimmy Hart. The mouth of the North is back, baby. We got the people's choice. Don Rodriguez. The Nubian Sumo. Pour it up, pour it up. We are your WrestleManiacs. Fellas. How's it going? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? James. What's, ha- what's happening? What up? what up, Big J? The cigar's lit. The whiskey's poured. And I'm present. What else do you what else does this podcast need? Me bucket naked. Bucket naked. No. What is your obsession with being naked on this podcast? Because I'm trying to get the naked episode. You're the only hater now, man. You got to get on board. KG oh. ain't on that. He was on board with it. I, I'm, 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 but see, the thing is, I can be on board with it, but I just know that's going to be a one-time thing. We're going to wind up getting fined. We're probably going to get suspended. Only if you post pictures of the nakedness in the tag link. Oh, okay. Okay. You're liable to do that, so that's why we're trying to... <laughs> Yeah, I am. That's the thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, y'all, we gonna have to get y'all to, to live life on the edge, man. Live, uh, live, live your life like it's golden. Isn't that how the song go? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, I don't know if you guys are aware. According to all the damn sheets that I got in my hand, last I checked, we are officially on the road to WrestleMania. Technically, about four weeks to the big day. I actually just got finished writing that schedule. Well, the schedule for the week before that Saturday, which, yeah, guess who's not working WrestleMania Sunday? This guy. So, we are not too far away from the Hall of Fame. We're not too far away from the NXT TakeOver and the big dance at WrestleMania in the midst of BandFest and everything else that's going to take over Pirates of the Caribbean in Tampa, Florida. Still not a fan of the Pirates thing. I'm sorry. They, they, yeah, okay. That's almost as bad as we're going to name our pay-per-view before WrestleMania Fastlane. Like, yeah, we saw that only lasted two years. So, we got an action-packed show this week. We're going to start it off with the most important thing on the schedule. Are you guys ready? Let's hit it. All right, so there was this time in the sports arena, right? Where I was putting oh, on Vaseline. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> you are—I mean, you know, I, was, I got kind of asked you because I got finished cleaning the uh, NFL tonight, and then here come James over there looking at me, and he's like, "What's up, Jabroni?" So, for those that haven't been to the ESPN Zone and the Sports Arena, all that fun stuff, there's technically a cage on the side—well, three sides of NFL tonight, which is a football toss uh, competition attraction. So he looks at me, he calls me a jabroni, I take his face, and boom, right there into the cage, and then we have our own cage match. Kind of like what we had two times over 
in NXT this week. See, it wasn't that a great segue. But, no. but, but nobody wait. likes y'all anyway. Wait, wait, wait. It, it was a great segue. I'll give you that. But let, let's talk about NFL tonight. I was the king in that game. <laughs> Whatever. What's your highest score? Oh, uh, what was it? Don't you tell no lies. He already trying to make up a lie. See, I know he is. I know can't mine. Can't even remember the whole score. Mine off the cuff. One seventy five. Mine was one ninety four. I did. You a lie three quarters, man. <laughs> I did. The mayor of DC. What are you talking about? You a lie three quarters. I did. Man, you talking about your weight or you talking about your score? No, no, no. I did one ninety four in DC. No. And Baltimore, my record was two hundred one. You and lying you can't three quarters, man. That. Because we ate for free. We was betting people up there and ate for free. Oh, please. I should have like been there. Bear bear. Yeah. He don't understand, Jake. Remember, me and uh, LaFountain, we used to go over there and be putting that work in when we got up. Like, my arm would be broke, hitting them side arms. Pow, pow, three, three, three. Anybody got time for that? That also remembers about that time in the sports arena. I was walking out uh, to go towards the back. I bumped into James. He looked at me crazy. I look at him crazy, like, well, I guess we too tired, so ain't nothing happening this time. So we just want to head about our business. True story. <laughs> <laughs> well, How many did I say that's since two? We telling, since we telling NFL tonight stories, seven. Y'all wasn't around. Last I checked. Y'all wasn't around when I allowed Julius Peppers. Who had just who was on the parade All American team at that time and hadn't got drafted to the Panthers yet, came into the arena with the rest of the players and did the photo shoot inside of NFL Tonight and got the picture inside Parade Magazine. Oh, so you was in a you was in a photo shoot? No, I wasn't in there, but I allowed Wait, it. Why you? What do you mean you allowed it? I allowed. Probably it, it was probably a BEO order. Like I like. Jay, no, no, no. I remember, I the only, I remember about that I was, time you was trying to pull rank. I was on I was only one working upstairs. Nobody else was up there. And the photographer came to me and was like, yo, would you mind letting us get Julius inside the game? Like having his arm around one of the players that you put the ball through. And I was like, no, no, because he stepped in the wrong place to go through that, um, go through that track down there in the middle. This is gonna be a problem. Oh, we'll, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. We'll be, we'll be careful. I was like, well, okay, go ahead. But without me, that picture would not be made. Mm-hmm. There you go, trying to take. I'll, you ain't got the lie, Craig. You ain't got the lie. I'm going to have to research. We're going to fact check that. Fact check. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> oh, man. I'm proud of you, James. You actually got a story out that possibly happen. <laughs> Can now we... back to my stories. No, we can't. Let's move on. <laughs> well, I was going to tell stories about what happened this past week on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW because we're going to cover the best spots of the week and we'll talk about Raw first. In my opinion, there was only three major spots and you guys can tell me how you feel about any one of the three. First and foremost, First match of the night, Street Profits became Raw Tag Team Champions, beating Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Their first championship win, 
uh, and it was on Raw, so that, that was pretty uh, huge for them. Second major thing, the long, drawn-out, boring match from whoever was the, uh, the, the, the agent that put this together between Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler. That was arguably one of the longest matches that didn't need to be that long because you could tell Shayna was holding back. Kyrie was kind of trying to work her way in and like, why are they moving so such a methodical pace unnecessarily? Only to go through a commercial break. So it's basically you got to stretch to go to the commercial break to come back so that way Becky can come out, sit at the uh, announce desk, and then less than five minutes later, oh, the finish. What the hell? That was, that's not on the, the superstars. That's on the agent that put that together. That was dumb, in my opinion. And then the third major thing, which was interestingly liquid gold, Beth Phoenix catching an RKO, lightning in a bottle, basically, in reference to promo, since Randy was operating off of bullet points. And um, it was interesting, in my opinion, because the crowd was calling for the RKO. So, like, Barclays was really sadistic this past week on Raw, asking for Beth to be RKO'd. That's pretty messed up. Even though for pretty much everybody that's a smart mark, you know, Beth is the last stop before, guess what's happening on Monday? Edge is coming back to Raw. <gasps> so, we, we see the WrestleMania setup coming to its uh, almost payoff this upcoming Monday. So, those are, in my opinion, the three biggest moments on Monday Night Raw this week. Street Profits getting the straps. Kyrie Sane and Shayna's long-ass match. And Beth and Randy. So, Fellas, I'll leave it up to you. Let me know what you think about the best spots on Raw. Well, I defer to KG since he missed last week. So go ahead, sir. Oh, you're so nice. It feels so good to be back. You know he was talking junk about you last week, right? Yeah, I, I, I heard what you said. <laughs> yeah. So show. what you didn't yes. hear was when everything yes. went off the air. And then I said... How are you going to talk bad about my man like that? And James was like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. So then I had to drive all the way up to his spot, knock on the door, you know, kind of like a stalker, which I know you know a little bit about. He opens the door, pow, bust him in the eye like Rick James on Charlie Murphy with the unity on the forehead, <laughs> drive all the way back to go to work the next day. That's kind of what happened. And you then know, the fire alarms went off again. Yeah, yeah, what happened? <laughs> let's, 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 wait, wait, what happened? <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon happened. I'm telling you, I said it during the podcast. He talked trash. We all know how it goes down. And VKM shut him down. Mm. Drastic. Oh. So back to Raw. <laughs> back to Raw. Wait, I you think already I, I only need four more, by the way. Four more uh, James stories. You, you already know what was the moment for the night. Nothing else mattered because the Street Profits are tag team champions. Mm -hmm. That started off the week in excellent shape. Nothing else on Raw mattered. You know, and, and to see the crowd 
with the red solo cups. Now everybody's starting to get on to it. Everybody's starting to catch on and figure it out. That's all I needed right there. That's it. I'm down with that. What about you, James? Well, first of all, you know they passed them cups out before the before the match was over, right? Of course, man. <laughs> Second of all, uh, again, yeah, shout outs to Street Profits because uh, I come come to find out they are the first NXT Raw and Evolve champions ever. So give, oh, wow. give, it, give it up to them for that. Um, as far as the Kyrie Sane Shayna Baszler match, what did you mention? They, it was heel versus heel, so it had to had a little slower pace because they're trying to establish Kyrie Sane as a heel, and her not and her not having that fast, frenetic, babyface type style that she had. They're trying to slow her down, so. Both of those, that match being slow is just their styles. So that's how that went. And as far as Randy giving the RKO to Beth Phoenix, that's not his first time (laughs) giving giving a woman an RKO. Oh, no, I'm down with you on that. I mean, my girl over here, as we talking about it, rubbing on her neck and whatnot from when she got RKO'd last year. Girl, you girl, girl. I'm sorry, Naya. I, 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 I know I keep oh, bringing you up. Shit. Now. I'm sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It'll be okay. Time out. Time out. Shots fired at KG. God dang. Welcome back, time bro. Jeez, time out. <laughs> I saw the bullet come past not. in like Matrix terms. I'm just watching it. God dang. I'm not going to sit here and deal with you talking about my woman like this, man. I'm the one that gushes over her on this show. <laughs> James, how you shoot that man while he was getting some orange juice from the fridge? That's hey, dirty, I'm, dog. I'm, no, that's, you know. that's the equivalent of he over there injured and then you on the road with his girl and then y'all get together. And then you be looking at his brother like you better not say nothing. And then you come back and and like, oh, what's up, dog, man? We the best friends ever. And then come to find out, oh yeah, it was me and your girl while you was injured. That's the same thing. Shout out to uh, Matt Hardy, who may be all elite now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's messed up, James. You had to do my uh, man like that. Hey, sorry. But in the background of my brain, all I'm hearing is, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but that is messed up. He performed a robbery on you. And I did do you one favor, KG, and I allowed her to do that photo shoot for you. I mean, oh, God. I threw oh, you a bone. Oh, God. I-, I took her to Cheesecake Factory afterwards. Oh, yeah, God. she told me about it. She's like, you know, you made a tip. You made a pay the tip. What the heck? She didn't what? talk about that time at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> She said you made her come off the tip. I mean, come on, man. You can do well, better than that. She she wanted to go to Prime Rib, but you know, in order to go to Prime Rib, you know what she got to do. She was like, "Nah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not into that. I, I can't do that." I said, "I know you can't, but I mean, you know, like I like I, I run around and I tell my wife, I got the goods, hun. Come on." <laughs> 
Now, just to clarify, because we are in the wonderful world of Me Too, what he meant by, you know, what she got to do is she's got to go ahead and get the handcuffs, right? And then while James is asleep, she's got to handcuff him to the post on the bed. So that way James can, I'm sorry, uh, KG can creep in, put his finger on James's chest, get the one, two, three, become 24-7, 365, I-85, Intercontinental Universal Super Special Champion, and then sneak out, and then he'll never know what happened. That is technically what he meant me to. Try and get us in trouble, man. <laughs> oh, God. I had to save your life right there, sir. Oh, <laughs> we'd God. Got, we'd have got some fines on that one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Good job, KG. <laughs> Uh, BJ, I apologize. We may have to let him go. So, <laughs> moving on, gentlemen. Blame that off, yeah. <laughs> so, on NXT, the talk of the town, really, the, the, the two important things are literally the polar opposites of the entire two hour and some change period of the show. And that is the cage match Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. Dakota Kai also had Raquel Gonzalez out there, which had a, a wonderful finish and a, a different type of finish. And then you had the DMV zone, Velveteen Dream, going up against El Roderick Strong, which somehow became a moment with Adam Cole. So two major moments on NXT and a close third, because I need to see a little bit more, but a close third on that Johnny Gargano interview with Mar Ranallo. So that's what I had. James, I'll let you go ahead and expound on your feelings. Now, so I don't want you to shoot the man while you're on the toilet. <laughs> Just go ahead and say your piece because he's quiet now. You know, you hurt his feelings. Afterwards, First of probably, all, probably he's on cry. this podcast on the toilet. Ew. Second, Second of, of all, all <laughs> that would mean we might as well just do the naked show and get it over with. Because if you're already in the John, you know, make sure you uh, mute the mic when you flush. Courtesy flush, just too, mute, please. Just, just mute if you got the poop. <laughs> all, right. all right, James. So you go ahead and start, man. Oh, God. Where um, we go? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you with the Velveteen Dream and... Um... And uh, Roderick Strong, it was a pretty decent match, you know, um, with with uh, Adam Cole coming out at the end, establishing uh, Velveteen Dream as the next challenger for the NXT belt. You know, that that was that was pretty de- that was a pretty decent um, segue into getting them going, getting that started. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say any more about it because one of the things that I'm going to talk about on that show. Is going to come in a later segment, so I'll leave it at that. Oh, snap. Did he just drop a dime and took it back? KG. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. You know, anytime a MCW alum, anybody from D.C., and I, you get to see him on the big stage, and I consider NXT the big stage. Uh, it it just it, it makes you I don't know it's, I swell up with pride when I see that because that's like DMV stand up it's like DC stand up you know 
And, and I, I would love to get in contact with Velveteen Dream just because you're from D.C. And I just, I mean, we, I'd love to see you come down the ramp to rough it off. I would love that. Just, just let Junkyard play you down the ramp. But, uh, That'll be that. That'll be my moment of of the night. <laughs> it, it, it's come a long way from uh, tough enough. Yeah, he, he did. He, he got something did. that was fun. So, and it's I, it makes you say it's about damn time. I mean, mm -hmm. how long have we been saying either call him up or give him a title shot? Yeah. But here's been... the thing, though. Do you think that if he wins the belt, does that mean, because remember, the, the Raw after Mania is the reset button, the official reset button, not the half-mini one that they did when SmackDown with the Fox and they kind of called that the season premiere. No, the real reset button is the Monday after Raw. So TakeOver, I'm, I'm sorry, the Monday after WrestleMania. So you have TakeOver, Mania, and then potentially, do you think that that means Undisputed Era is getting called up? If Dream is going to win a belt the Friday or Saturday, depending on how they want to work it, before Mania. Why not? But it, it, if you bring Undisputed Era up, now first before, before I, I say what I was going to say, what other stable do you have that they could actually beef with on Raw or SmackDown? Outside of the New Day. They would have to go to SmackDown. Because Seth Rollins has got Raw on lock in reference to a group standpoint. Two groups, Undisputed Era is going to beat out the Monday Night Messiah every single time. Just because and they've been doing it longer, it's smoother, everybody can talk English. It makes sense. You, you, you don't think that they would beat out the OC? The OC needs one more OG member. The OC, in my opinion, OC doesn't have much longer to be there anyway. If they go to SmackDown, they're probably going to go against um, that foursome of Ziggler, Rude, um, what's the other two? Um, what what the other I said, it's just Ziggler, Ziggler and Rude. And Ziggler then, and Rude. And then, then and, you have Nakamura. They were the last four in the gauntlet match. Oh, the Ziggler last four in the gauntlet was heavy machinery into Ziggler and Root. No, 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 no. I'm saying, who, okay, who's the tag team that came in? Oh, you're talking before? about Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison, yeah. It would be those four, most likely. I could see that in SmackDown, them going against them. But that would put, kind of put the Undisputed Era in that NWO face ish type of situation instead of being the heels. You don't really have you don't really have too I, I many know. real face and heel situations anymore. It'll be like a it'll be it'll be them trying to establish themselves against veterans. It'll be like the old school versus new school type thing. Yeah, I just I understand, but with the 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 stronghold that NXT is having, it's becoming harder and harder for you to keep those lines separated because. NXT is not the C brand anymore. In some cases, they're outperforming, as we know, especially on these takeover pay per views. They're outperforming Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I haven't yeah. had so a bad takeover like yet. That, right. 
Vince so, doesn't like NXT stars um, playing up or shutting down. But, well, it depends uh, on. Yeah, it depends on the star too, because if you notice on Raw, the, sometimes that translation messes with the the superstar because you could tell entrance wise, Shayna Baszler was a little off in reference to it because she had to take a couple extra steps to get to her mark and then follow the music after that and then do the walk down and then they cut her music before she finished her entrance when she was in the ring. So it's, it's that transition. They had the same issue with Aleister Black. They had the same issue with Ricochet where the, the main event production just in my opinion still don't get the nuances the subtle nuances of nxt that's why i'm worried about keith lee when he comes up because that may be a little bit of an issue bianca belair is seamless the way she, it could, she she's got it she can come out to however um velveteen dream he could come out to however because their, their flow is different um who else uh Matt Riddle is fine. It took the Street Profits a moment for them to give them the proper treatment to understand exactly what the hell they were supposed to be doing when they went into the crowd. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it will be. It will be to see who they bring up and how they place them and how they run them. Yeah, Yeah, it will will be. We're about five weeks away from the full reset. And then whoever's getting called up because they, pardon the expression, I want to say D over, but screwed us over last year on the Monday after Mania and didn't have the call up. So we were, you need to go back and listen to that, that episode, James. I was heated. Like this is the, the, I was pissed because everything that we wanted that they should have did to press the reset button to give us what they need instead of the authority doing what they want to do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then what they do after that, it's all Baron Corbin's fault. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's pretty messed up. So, we've talked about Raw. We've talked about the high spots of NXT. Now, let's talk about the other side of the coin, AEW. Before we say get into AEW, though, congrats to JBL. Well-deserved of going into the Hall of Fame. Um, It's pretty much a far-gone, guaranteed lock that Ron Simmons is inducting him, period. If anybody else would induct him, I'm going to punch JBL in the mouth. Let's just call a spade a spade. So Ron Simmons is inducting JBL, period. So biggest spots, in my opinion, on AEW, and you guys can tell me if you agree, disagree. There's only one, but go Uh, ahead. No, no, I I got got three. Say it again. There's only one no. spot you know, that, and, no. and same thing for SmackDown, no. but we'll no. get to that. No. But, <laughs> but go ahead. Let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. God, that remember about that time when I was over there talking in NHL tonight and I was training y'all, and then James was running his mouth the entire time. So what did I do? I said, look, Sumo, you need to stop running your mouth and let me go ahead because I'm about to let DeAndre speak. And we all know that's going to be interesting. But James wanted to keep talking, so then I had to just crack him upside the head with the hockey stick. The end. All right, see, I got one in. So, three spots. Baby, weren't you? (laughs) Three spots 
that I saw on AEW. The first one that James is marking out about, the Cody promo, which led to Jake the Snake Roberts and his debut without DDP being there, mind you. Uh, and the client that has charged him to give the message or be the messenger that Cody's days are numbered. One. Two, I think this is an interesting dynamic of the death triangle with Pac and the Lucha Bros. And three, Sean Spears's find him a tag team partner contest broke their internet. So the amount of submissions that they had just for that one contest, which was more than finding out or, or submitting to be the librarian, which they went with a, a female and did a whole different thing. This one contest broke AEW's internet, their computers, their server, all that got shut down one day, the day after, actually, it was announced. So that was big enough to me because that's their first major moment to say, hey, once again, we have the potential to have lightning in the bottle to be able to do something that the WWE doesn't do anymore, which is take a homegrown talent or a talent from somewhere, and now we've just made them a massive success potentially because, shoot, you know, you got Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard, and you've got Arn Anderson on that side of the street and, and everybody else. The, the sky's the limit for the right person, male or female. So that could be interesting. They could go female and do an intergender thing if they wanted to. It's whatever. So those are my three things. James, you're passionate. Go. To see Jake Roberts come out there, grab that mic, and go and like he was back in 1995 was beautiful. He still got it. Never lost it. And I was, I was, I was, I marked for that. I was just like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> something, something, something wonderful is about to happen right now. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was that was it for me. Once I saw that, I I kind of zoned out. It was like nothing else that's gonna happen on this show is gonna be worth a damn compared to that. So <laughs> KG, what you got? Oh my god. Oh my god again. Now that that was moment of the night and I agree with you wholeheartedly, James. Nothing that happened after that was it was a blur. I don't remember anything but that. To hear one of the greatest mic technicians in the history of wrestling, which is a long, deep history. But to hear one of the greatest on the mic still have it. And to see him in somewhat shape for a man of his age. And to know what he's been through and to see him standing there like that, that was a joy in itself. Yep, shout out to DDP. And Cody didn't say one single word mm -hmm. no retort no comebacks nothing it was a mic drop that, i'm no i mean but still he could i mean you know the app the most most superstars most wrestlers after a promo like that would have said something 
just to try to take some heat away from him. But for Cody to sit there and take that and let him have all that heat that he drew on his own, shouts out to Cody. Mm -hmm. Smart. Genius. That's going to bring me to my next question. First of all, I love the treatment that they're doing with the music because that was as close to his WWE theme song as they could get without going over. So DDP, uh, we got a little bit of work on it uh, to get that. I know Jim Johnston is is free from WWE. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. But they're going to lock him back down. And you know he did the current music for PCO in Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. And they also have an issue where they don't have the CFOs because of their contractual agreement with their distributor. So we've got a little bit of uh, finding to do. Either they need to find somebody that can make some beats. Uh, We have to talk to our true truth. We need some beats. (laughs) Or get a connect from Sasha Banks or something. Or they need to lock back down Jim, and they need to do whatever they need to do to get the CFOs to get back on there. But but I'm saying... I'm saying Jim Johnston might have had something to do with that thing. Oh, he could have. He could have. I mean, he's not obligated to anybody, so you never know. He He never was. That's the key. He never was. He just got a lot of work from the WWE, so it's like, well, I'm here. Might as well just keep going because they keep cutting the checks. But he he was, you know, he's not locked down to the best of my knowledge contractually to anybody ever. Right. But I want to know what you guys' feeling is because let, let's turn back the hands of time to Eric Bischoff running WCW. Eric took some of the largest active talent in history and brought them down to WCW with their guaranteed checks and everything else that he, he lured them down there with, with uh, good old billionaire Ted's money. And that's how he turned the tide on WCW. So he got active wrestlers that still had strong potential, that still could do things in the ring, that was the major draws from quote-unquote up north, and brought them down and built the new WCW. Now we see it a flip side, same station, TNT, but we're seeing more older legend talent that is being brought in to get the rub for the the younger talent or to get the nostalgia thing. How do y'all feel about this dynamic of Cody and and Tony Khan bringing in not so much, well, I guess we could just call them support players opposed to bringing your Halls and Nashes and Lugers and those in and Machos and Hogan's and, and then having them be the box office draw, but you've got the support players that Atlanta Foundation and doing an education like Jake did this week, which was an education on mic skills, presentation, ring dominance, mic drops, everything. And if possible, Flair would be there too. Let's just call it spade a spade. <laughs> so how do y'all feel about that new dynamic that's kind of happening? Anybody can jump in. Well, well hold on. Let, 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 let me finish this real quick. When Jake the Snake told Cody, a good a, a wise man once told me, never turning your back on 
anybody you, you respect or you fear. When he turned his back to Cody, he threw the mic over his shoulder. Effing classic. Effing Cody classic. caught it. That's like, hold my... Hold my beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but that right there, that dynamic, and then when he called on Anderson the one-trick pony, and then he laughed about it. Jeez. I was like, he is digging in the crates, and he's about to put boots to asses. But that whole, that's how it's supposed to be done. You're not trotting out legends every week to carry the flag. They're just their support. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, uh, since they won't cut the check, and, you know, like I always say, this ain't your mama and your daddy's podcast. Let's not talk about that. I'm still mad about that. We've been talking about that for a while. The next thing you know, Tony Schiavone and Aubrey have a podcast. I'm like, really? 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 But that's besides the point. Shout out to Tony Schiavone. Corey Graves, too. But, you know, they they probably listen to us and still. So if you're listening, take note, WWE. Stop trotting out the legends to carry pay-per-views, to carry flagships. You're burying your talent. AEW is taking it where they're not. Jake the Snake is not expected to carry Dynamite. He's not expected to carry the whole entire company for two, three, six months. He's there to do. He is Dynamite. <laughs> like he is dynamite. Hey, exactly. He, man. But he comes in, he does what he does. It gets the crowd involved, but I guarantee you, you will not see him stay long enough to get stale. Mm-hmm. Because next thing you know, the next legend is going to come in. No, it's going to be a tag. We already pretty much know what it's going to be because no, the Bucks no. of Youth. I knew you come. <laughs> that happened this week, so <laughs> that's just a tag out. And I think I still don't think referring... he's the exalted one. I'm no, sorry. I, don't, I agree with. If you. he is, then I'm no, wrong. But no, I no, do no. not believe that he's the exalted one. I'm sorry. I agree because that would destroy the dark order. That that would kill the dark order because you wouldn't need him because the broken brilliance would eclipse everything that they're doing and evil uno and all it'd be just like here just go you're not learning anything you're just going from zero to jobber but i think jake is the messenger for matt but see that's the thing though no, i don't think that either what no 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 matt i don't i agree with james because matt says something uh was it twitter or was it instagram he said he was in a wheelchair and he said, just the same way Brother Nero hurt me. And it was the birth of of, of the broken one. Mm-hmm. He said, Randy Orton, you did the same thing. You killed Matt Hardy, but you just gave a rebirth to the broken one. I, that right there, that, I, I want to believe he's all elite, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Hey, he's straddling both sides of the fence. That's an excellent. Vince will be pissed. This would be had to be one of those covert Vince McMahon people he, he swerving everybody type of things for him to sign off on the Young Bucks to show up in his independent thing, but then still be on WWE contractual time. Well, see, here's the thing: he's a free agent now, and and he and he proves that he's a free agent 
because he's at that event this weekend. Yeah, but they I mean they can sign off and let him be at the event. That doesn't mean anything. No, no, no. They've already said it. There's an agreement with AEW and WWE where they are not allowed to be in the same events at the same time. The that, only that's... reason, the only reason that Matt Hardy is at that event, and he even said it himself, is that he's a free agent. His contract with WWE has expired. Yeah. And he has not signed with AEW yet. So he is a free agent. But if Vince is running the extra super swerve, which we've known him to do once in a while, and he's just like, it was me, Austin. It was me type of thing. And yeah, go ahead, Matt. Do this. Do that. Do this. Because I know Vince learned from WCW. He learned from, hey, Vince. He's over here offering us guaranteed contracts. What do you think we should do? Oh man, I can't match that. Just go ahead. Just go I'm ahead. Give you one do what name. you gotta do. <laughs> I'm gonna give you one name to prove to shut that all down. What? CM Punk. What? When CM Punk beat John Cena at the end of his contract to win the WWE title, and he stuck it in the refrigerator, and you didn't see him for months. That gave Matt, that gave CM Punk and Vince McMahon the opportunity for him to take that belt to Ring of Honor, New Japan, MLW, and anywhere else he wanted to send it to. To defend it, to show it, to wrestle in all these other organizations, whatever. He went nowhere. He stayed that's home. Because, that's because, because Vince, Vince wasn't progressive yet. Vince wasn't progressive yet. He's still not progressive. He is progressive when he wants to be. In my uh, opinion, he is progressive. Now, this is just me. Maybe fantasy. Maybe fantasy. It's not progress, and it's not evolve. Then it's then it's it's not going to happen with Vince. If, it, if can, they're not, Vince can do. Vince can do it if he wants to do it. He's not going to do it though. You never know. He's going to do it. Now, when well, when you're sitting here. And, and, it, and he didn't work you, they'd be like, all right, you're right. Now, I'm not saying that that's what happened, but I'm saying that could be something that's on the table. I was I'm just a- saying that I think Jake is there for Matt. If Matt is all elite for real, that would He's make sense. Get- Matt, I'm going to tell you who the client is. Who's that? Lance Archer. Oh, God. Who- He's not that strong of, of a talent to be... <laughs> Okay, being that you have not watched New Japan Pro Wrestling, you cannot say that. Who said I? Who said I haven't watched New Japan? I know who Lance Archer is. I know you know AKA who Lance Hoyt. He said again. Lance, you know who Lance Hoyt is. You don't know That's who I said. Is. I just said AKA Lance Hoyt, but Lance Hoyt is not a strong enough name to warrant Jake putting in that hard work. And it's easy for Jake, but that hard work to set up, and then the crowd's like, huh? Smart marks like us, we know who we're talking about. So we like, all right, I see that. But everybody else, it's going to be just, that's the payoff. That's the guy. Isn't that half, but isn't that half of AEW's roster? Yeah, but that would be their first, huh? Who knew Case who point? When the, when the Dark Order ran out and started beating people down, they're like, huh? Right. 
Who knew? Who knew? Was, nobody knew was, they, nobody hardly knew who they were unless exactly. they were, like we like you said. Nobody knew who Marco Stunt was. Nobody but, knew who Luchasaurus was. Nobody. They didn't, they didn't have a legend pushing and setting, laying the foundation. This is a the yellow brick road made out of golden snake booted bricks. You don't have that level of brick for somebody to get the payoff of. Who's that? Lance Archer. Who the hell? You know what I'm saying? Colt Cabana marking out. Lance Lance Archer. Huh? Is he, he Buddle Club? New Japan. Uh, what's, I don't know. Damn. That's the whole reason for giving no, him that push. Not for not for Jake to give the rub. And it's not going to pan. It's, I'm telling you, man, it's not going to be. If it is, it's not going to be what it needs to be. We'll see. I think it, it, if it's not Matt, it needs to be somebody of name circumstance that is like, Jake just brought that dude in, and it's about to go down. Yo, I'm pumped. Da-da-da. But to, to just have somebody that, on average, will say about 45% of the crowd does not know, then you got to spend the time, just like you did with the Dark Order, three weeks in a row with vignettes and all this, building up the the storyline to catch people up to make it make sense. They're like, oh, okay. So there's some cultish kind of like the Wyatt family thing. All right, I guess I'm kind of cool with that. I guess that makes sense. They, The entrance you might as well just throw away now because their their introduction to AEW is all the vignettes. WWE style, by the way. So now they're like, oh, well, Vincent knew what he was doing on that side of the street on how to bring somebody in. But I think it needs to be somebody. If it's not Matt, it needs to be somebody else. But just for S and Giggles, just picture it, though. Jake's in the ring. He's talking. The lights go out. You hear Matt's voice. He come down in full brokenness. And you have Jake Roberts cutting his promo, finishing his promo, which segues into broken Matt Hardy and true broken promo-ness. That's just a mind blown in itself. It's a wasted rub. Whatever. It's a wasted rub. You, oh, and by the way, and by the way, uh, before I forget, have y'all seen the response from Arn? No, no, no. What Arn had a response to Jake to Jake's uh, promo about talking what? to him about being a one trick pony. What did he say? It's on. It's on YouTube. I'm gonna let you watch it. Oh God. Uh, well, I mean, Arn really did have one well, one move. But I mean, it was an impactful move. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, man, he hit you with a spine buster. That you might as well cancel Christmas. That was pretty much it. Yeah, the first. Yeah, I know. I know, but that spine buster just became the thing. So, KG, we haven't heard from you in a while. Is there anything else you would like to say before we talk about SmackDown of the Live? I, I'm I'm sitting here taking notes. Doing research as I normally do, and I I, I I told my wife earlier today. I said, you know, with, with the addition of uh, of James, he he's the third man. We can we can run the free bird rule, so I can sit back and kind of look and see. Okay, well I've never heard that name before. Hold on, wait. Oh, that's who that is. Okay, all right. So I'm I'm just sitting here. I'm learning. <laughs> Cause uh, y- y'all teaching, and I'm 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 picking up what you're putting down. 
Well, I um, appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Uh, kind of like that time that Jake, I'm sorry, not Jake, James was uh, a delivery Jake. driver. And it was he, Jake. Yeah. He, it was he, whatever the story was, it was about somebody. He rolled up and rang the doorbell to my crib. This was like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, what? What do you want? I got a delivery. So hold on. Then I went and then I got a bat and I just bust him upside the head. I'm like, don't be ringing my doorbell at this time of day. He didn't have his job after that because he was kind of concussed. So he couldn't drive. My bad, dog. My bad. Smack that. KG, one day I'm going to tell you about the time I snuck up on him in Ikea and I kind of messed him up with my partner that was here a couple of weeks, a couple of episodes ago. But I'll save that for you off the, off the air. No, tell the story now. So he snuck up on me at Ikea. I'm over here with my steel toe boots and my blue and and uh, yellow Ikea shirt out here being smooth, because I am. And he want to run up on me. And I'm like, man. So I hit him with the hip toss. He went through the daggone mom uh, chest. And then I'm like, now I got to put that back together again. So it was on after that. So we just went back and forth and as is department. I'm over here laying the smack of down on all his Rudy Pooh candy ass. And then I'm like, you know what? James, it's good to see you. Let's go grab something to eat. Nah, what had happened was that's what happened. We caught me and my man decided to roll up in there one day, and we caught him putting together a closet, and we wound up doing a four horseman dusty roads on his ass. I put his arm in the damn door and slammed it and broke it in fifteen places. But I had another arm, so then that's when I came and clocked him. And then it all went there. And then I'm like, man, I'm tired of beating on you. Let's go grab something to eat. All right, man, my treat. You want some lingonberry juice? Okay. And that's how it went down. Nobody want none of them stinking meatballs from Ikea? I said lingonberry juice. Come on, man. See, that's how you know he was concussed. He was drinking the hell out of that juice, too. Like, man, some good juice. Like, yeah, I know. That's the fine stuff right there. I didn't you give you that carbonated some, mix. Some I, juice gave you the, too. I gave you the I house have. stuff right there. You ain't drinking good juice like I am, but you was drinking some juice. You drinking some juice right now, for real. I don't know what kind of juice it is. You know what, James? You be making these podcasts extra long trying to deny my stories. If you would just go along with the flow, man, we'd be done by now. Sorry, folks. I blame James. All these lies you be telling, but go ahead. Allegedly. Mm. Let's just put it out there like that. So, I think I'm up to six James stories, so I've almost hit my goal this week. I'm proud of myself. SmackDown. So we had some old WO on Moment of Bliss, which you so disrespectful. I know. Wait, wait, wait. Can I can I, can I, can I say this before you go on? Yeah. I, I really believe. That Alexa Bliss needs more camera time. I don't care what she's doing on camera. I don't care if she's talking, she's wrestling. Just put her on camera. I can't I, get I thought she was going camera. somewhere else with that. Oh, thank God. Because I was going to have to give another Me Too explanation. No, 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 no. Camera time. Thank goodness. He's learning, kids. I, He's learning. I can't get enough of it. I mean, I don't know what it is about Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Ember Moon. Oh. Since we talking about SmackDown, wait. Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. 
I think Naomi had interest of the month. Whoo, I was trying to do something. I lost my train of thought watching her come down the ramp. And all I could think is, boy, you's a lucky man. Mm. Thank God. Let's Lord, just say thank she, you. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> he has got up every time he stepped up to the line. He stopped. Thank God. Whoa! I'm like, I'm just waiting. I'm like, oh, he's about to cross the line. God damn well, no, no, I'm not going to cross the line. I mean, that's a married woman. That's that, that's a married woman. But I will say, she does have a great future behind her. <laughs> and by behind her, he means for the me too, me too, me too. The uh, opponents that she has left behind because she's beat them already. So now she's looking towards the future like Bailey. Yeah, he hates to see her go, but he loves to watch her leave. Exactly. True King fashion. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. Could not have said it better. Oh. Yeah, man. Oh. So, OWO on a moment of bliss. Firefly Funhouse, which was really fun, by the way. Oh, my goodness. It was great. And Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode somehow finagled their way into being the last entrance in the Elimination Chamber. Which is still perplexing me because the Tag Team Elimination Chamber, but they are one chamber short of being a full Elimination Chamber match. Like how we only have five teams in the Elimination no, Chamber? The sixth, the, the sixth team is going to be the champions. No, they're in there. Right. Miz and Morrison. Four, four inside the Elimination Chamber and two to start. Six teams. No, Miz and Morrison. Right. Day, yep. Heavy Machinery, Usos, yep. Rudy Ziggler. That's five. No. And, the, and the champions. The champions are Miz and Morrison. That's five teams. That's six teams. That's five teams. Man, you, 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 get your, your math again. is off, man. Get your fingers again. Miz and Morrison. Is it Morrison? New is it Morrison? One, two. Heavy Machinery. Three. Usos. Four. Rude and Ziggler. Five. Who's the sixth team, James? Damn, you're going to make me go back through them. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Sideline Junkies is brought to you by Fingers. Fingers. You use them to count. And when you get to six, you realize we're at six. We're still at five, ladies and gentlemen. The, the, the number of the day is six. The letter <laughs> of the day is But we can't get there, god damn it. Because <laughs> James is stuck at five. It's five teams. They are one team short of an elimination chamber match. It's Trust me. It's not 16, James. Like, when I tell you, I, I triple checked. I'm like, I can't be missing a team. There's no way. Let me go look at the women's elimination chamber. One, two, uh, 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 three, four, four girls, uh, 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 five, six, six in the Elimination Chamber. Let me go count the tag teams. Shit, it's still five. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, so I got so much to say because I got notes on that. I think that's the most asinine thing 
that can be done right about now. Number one, I'm uber pissed off. Not super. I'm uber pissed off that they keep burying heavy machinery. Like, these guys are, are, are over right now, and you're not giving them the proper due. Like, how did Rude... Okay. Otis got Rude right where he want him. Ziggler gets in. Super kick. One, now, two, three. Now that, Bruh, did you see that kick, though? Did you see that kick? Yeah, Jeez, That's the Bruh. best kick Ziggler has done in his career. That was Shawn Michaels hitting Shelton Benjamin when he jumped off the rope kick. Look Which at the place where that kick. That was my God. They called that Shawn Michaels kick the greatest uh, super kick of the uh, Ruthless Aggression era. Yeah, and that was pretty damn close. I mean, he knocked 250 pounds off of Otis until he fell back down, and it all merged back together. But that's my problem. I don't think if, – if I'm going to book that match, I'm not ending it like that. I don't care if we run out of TV time. I don't care if it's tea time. I don't give a damn what time it is. I'm not going to keep burying my, my, my young and upcoming teens. But the tag they, team is getting weak. They're not burying they're heavy machinery. They're burying Tucky. Because Otis and Ziggler are probably going to have the payoff match at Mania. Tucker's going to be outside. Rude's going to be outside on the pre-show. Well, First of that, all, first of all, Otis and Tucker are going to be the first ones in the chamber of wrestling because they ain't going to be able to fit them two inside a chamber. <laughs> well, no, because technically under James math, there is a free chamber. <laughs> so you can so split them up. Otis in one and Tucker in the other? Might as well. You got an extra pod. Ain't nobody else in there. But little Jimmy and his tag team partner, apparently. Second of all, have you noticed that Otis stopped saying I'm coming as soon as he got into the storyline with Le Mandy Rose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <And> he, also, <laughs> he also ain't licking his tongue out no more either. <laughs> I'm coming! <laughs> like, oh gosh. I found that funny when I realized that. Yeah. They also had to stop that because, you know, here comes MVP, and that's the beginning of his entrance. And Tucker made the text message that caused Otis to be late Valentine's Day. So they, that team is about to break up. You sure it was Tucker? I, I think it was, it was supposed Tucker. to be Mandy, I mean, uh, uh, Sonya Deville. At first no, I thought it was thinking, Ziggler. But I'm thinking it was Tucker, and they're going to disband that tag team. Oh, that's messed That'd up. Be a bad move. Bad we, move. We saw what happened when Too Cool broke up. Scotty no hottie. And that was a bad move. When you yeah. broke up too it took look how long it took for too cool to get over with the fans. Mm -hmm. Because they were on Sunday night heat and and, and, and shotgun Saturday night. Ooh, and throwback. Yeah. Nobody really liked them. But then when they started showing up on SmackDown and dancing after the match, and then they got Rakishi in on it, and then they start getting Lita in, and I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. But when Kurt Angle legitimately broke Scotty Too Hottie's ankle, you put a stop to the train right there. Yeah. It was all downhill from there. 
Next thing you know, people started wearing hats with tops in them. So no more hair sticking out and ruthless aggression and fruity pebbles. Yeah, that was pretty much it. So obviously you guys also believe that the NWO segment was kind of old. No, did you all know they were coming? Yeah, we all knew they were coming. I didn't know they were coming. Yeah, I popped on that just. I, I popped on that just as hard as I did for oh, Jay. Congratulations, you, you marked out uh, naturally. I'm glad. Yeah, everybody else knew that was happening. <laughs> I didn't know they were coming. I had I no idea. They re- I don't think they rehearsed that though because they could. Did it's you notice super, the, the, the pregnant it's pause? Super pregnant pauses in there, like you said. Yeah, especially when Alexa when they when she asked Kevin Nash about how to beat Goldberg, and he did his part that made sense. Scott Hall nut, the cattle prod, and then Alexa just there. It's like uh, somebody saying something. And then, oh, that, here comes Sami Zayn. That was from Scott's tweet that night. Well, yeah, yeah. That, but it makes sense. That, that's the only way to stop him. But you, you know why Alexa was slow to answer that question? You mean, uh, to ask it or to, to... When, 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 I mean, well, I want she or, ask that pregnant pause. You know why? Why it was a pregnant pause there? Because Sami Zayn was supposed to come out per the script. No, 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 no. She knows just like Ember Moon, oh, Nia God. Jax. They know I got the goods, hun. Really? Really? <laughs> That reminds, me, that reminds me about the time at the, the D.C. zone that James was supposed to be cleaning NHL. And I said, make sure it's clean. I don't know what the hell he was doing over there trying to clean the goalie. So I walk in. I'm like, James, it's not clean. He's like, I got it. Like, oh, you're going to get it. All right. So then I just went ahead and just mushed his face into the goalie and then whipped him into the back of the NHL, clotheslined him, and did say, clean the daggone thing. And I'm out. Allegedly, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Okay. So moving on. I'm a young. I'm. I was a. I was the young boy, huh? Yeah. You treat me like the young boy, huh? Yeah, that was like in 1945. So. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> moving on, we covered. <laughs> notice he didn't. Notice he didn't catch what I said, folks. Notice he didn't catch the young boy thing. No, okay, go ahead. No, he didn't. Yeah. I didn't, James. I didn't. Let's let us know about how much about wrestling you know about. Go ahead. You're right, James. You're right. Yeah. I'm trying to move on, James. Go ahead. So, so you're about to spawn another story. That's the problem. <laughs> All right, you're at your limit. So enough with the lies. Go oh, ahead. That was a K, that was a KG story. That, I got one more for you. Oh God. So <laughs> moving on. This is supposed to be a. a uh, a nice little succinct episode, by the way. But you guys actually did a great job of covering a lot of great emotional attachments to everything that happened this week. So I appreciate that. Good job, guys. Good job. We may actually pay you all this week. So the topic of this show, the overlying momentumous or momentous and momentum that we were driving towards for this show is all about the heels. Obviously, both of these two gentlemen are playing heel this week. Well, James, he's just a heel anyway. We just need to put some uh, Vaseline on the heel. So. <laughs> I'm a tar. So <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> oh God. Here we go. That will be for the Sunday rise, uh, James. We're not talking about no foosball or no basketball. All right, sir. Oh, I'm a North We're Carolinian by birth, so I'm a Tar Heel. Period. Oh, Lord. We're, I, we're trying to talk about in this next moment before we go to break and uh, throw to the push is who do you believe is the top male and the top female heels in Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW? So you've had about an hour to figure that out. If you haven't already, homework. So I'm going to do mine. And then I'll let uh, KG go and then James. And then we will get our nice little insurgent of the push. So in no particular order, on the Raw side, my male heel, obviously at this moment, has to be Randy Orton. He is liquid gold. He is just on fire right now, drawing heat. And rightfully so, with the exception of the Barclays, where they were chewing him. I mean, uh, cheering him. For a female side, I still think she's doing a phenomenal job. And that's mostly because she's the only one that can get away with not speaking English and still make it annoyingly heelish, and that being Asuka. SmackDown, there's only technically one true heel in the WWE, and he lives on a SmackDown brand, and that's Baron Corbin. Heel from, from head to toe. And Bailey is coming to her own as a heel and becoming more comfortable with it. So on a SmackDown brand, I believe she is the true female heel at the moment. On the AEW side, this is just a no-brainer. Male, MJF, period, dot, send it out. Fortunately or unfortunately, the heel overall, in my opinion, in AEW is going to be Nyla Rose. The unfortunate part is she's getting the heel heat because of the transgender thing, and they don't think it's fair, but if they're passionate about you and they're talking about you, that's still good heat. The natural heel kind of, and I was debating on it, you would think Britt Baker, but she's not quite there yet. But now is, is pulling the, the heat, period, for the women's division. And then and the odd man out, because really – Everybody's a heel is a face in NXT. Um, for male, that was a tough one. As much as I would like it to be Finn Balor, he's like, eh, no, because he's still kind of cool. So I had to go with Johnny Gargano because he kind of threw people for a loop when he uh, stopped Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver. So I'm like, well, I guess. And on the female side, only because it's the only strong storyline that's going that involves a heel versus a face. I had to go with Dakota Kai because that is the only strong, pure heel versus face storyline. So that is my picks for the top male and female heels in Raw SmackDown, AEW, and NXT. So KG... Who is your raw male and female heel? Oh, my God. First and foremost, you called it homework. You can never call it homework and expect me to do it. 
Okay. Work. Just gonna, just gonna let you know. <laughs> Man, I don't work. I make this look easy, baby. I just gotta show up. Oh, excuse me. I, I, I am this show's. I, I am this show's booby miles. All I gotta do is show up. Bask in this glory. Uh, but um, let 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 let's start with NXT because that that's the one that I had a problem with, and I was like, I can't think of anybody. I put Shayna Baszler down. That's the only heel I know. And she's about to be a raw heel probably before WrestleMania, but just saying. So, but on the male side in NXT, I don't have anybody because I don't know. I'm like, there's no clear cut heel. You you can't just look at him and like, oh yeah, that guy's a heel. So, I, I don't have anybody. I don't have any male for NXT. AEW, And I don't care how over Jericho is, but he was the top heel to me. I'm not forgetting the feud that him and Cody had because Cody was the face before uh, MJF decided to show his ass. And speaking of which, I got to give it to MJF now, now that I think about it, because of what he did earlier in the week. Flipping a little kid off. A lot of people were mad about it. Man, that's kind of messed up. I'm like, dog, you don't watch wrestling, so you don't know. That's what he's supposed to do. And and it, 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 exactly. It pisses me off when those that are what I like to deem uninitiated, they are truly Philistines, for lack of a better term. That's what they are. Their, their, their thongs in a bunch, their panties in a bunch, whatever. Their granny pants, I don't care. But they get them all in a bunch over something that you know nothing about. Unless you know the inner workings of what a heel and a face is, you wouldn't understand that whole exchange that he had with that little kid. Because him doing that, if he was to sell merchandise, his merchandise sales just went through the roof. Oh, he sells it. He's got the scarf. That's a straight Burberry scarf. I'm not and 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 to uh, add to that, did you see the little kid sell it? Oh yeah. The yeah. little kid was what was the, the little kid. Even though MJF threw him the finger, that was bad. That was bad enough. But the kid, the way the kid sold it, was what put it over. And then, and then they started um, um, fogging out the little boy's face and whatnot. But that was the, that that was the whole thing to me. That's what made that what it was to me was the way the kid reacted to it. But see, the thing is, see, you've seen that. I, I, well, I'm not gonna say just you. We've seen that one way. So many other people. Oh man, why would he do that too? That's a kid, man. That's a kid. Do you understand the honor? That 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 is to have a a a heel flip you to bird. I, I'm sorry, but I, I'm I'm I would have loved to have been in those shoes where I asked MJF for a autograph and he flipped me to bird. I think that would probably be better than an autograph, especially if somebody recorded. Ten years from now, that kid is going to become a wrestler. You're going to see him come out the back. On, on a run in and 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 beat the hell out of damn MJF 
And in a promo, he's going to be like, remember 10 years ago, you I'm the kid you flipped the finger to. Well, we still wait on that uh, little girl that had that look for the Miz. Like, where is she at now? <laughs> I think there's a YouTube video that talks about her, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I think I saw one with her about her. Where are they now? One of those mm. things? I think there is one. Hopefully, hopefully somebody will track it down, because that was the purest reaction. And her and my doppelganger from when Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar. That uh, the black guy in the white shirt with the eyes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, yo, was that you at Mania? Like, no, man, that wasn't me. Damn it. Shit. Should have been I thought me it so was. I could be all over the place. Her and, 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 ba- and Bailey's biggest and Bailey's biggest fan from NXT. Yeah. That little girl. Mm-hmm. All right. So what what was uh, that everything? You got you got uh, them all? Uh uh, 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 geez, Monday Night Raw. Stop thinking about it. Nah, there we go. There you go. You can make it. <laughs> Monday Night Raw, you, you say Orton. I can, I can dig Orton. I can really dig Orton. But I, I'll say this. Uh, Seth Rollins is starting to really get under my damn skin. And when I, when you, same thing I said about Baron Corbin. And you remember, James, you weren't here for this, but for weeks, I went on and on and on about Baron Corbin, and I had to realize me feeling that way about Baron Corbin, who is the top heel on SmackDown. Me feeling that way about him, just how I'm starting to feel about Seth Rollins, they are doing their job because that's how right. I'm supposed to feel. Right. Mm-hmm. And But see, it messes me up because once I realize that you're doing your job, I start to like you. That's how I became such a huge Triple H fan. I hated him so much. Like, I truly hated Triple H. I, I, I hated Shawn Michaels for a time. I hated DX as a whole. But they were doing their job. And once I figured out that they were doing their job, I began to love them. And it messed up everything for me because now I, I'm, I'm in love with this character and it's stable, and you can't do any wrong when I know it's wrong. So, I mean, that's that's where I'm at. But this whole Monday Night Messiah thing is getting on my God-blasted nerves. So mm-hmm. I got I got uh, Seth Rollins uh, as my number one. But uh, I don't know. Him and Becky need to take some time off because he he, 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 he – Starting to piss me off, and it's not really too good. So, I'm just saying. Thank you, sir. So, James, you have the floor. As much as I hate to say this, I have to agree with Mr. Rodriguez on his list. Oh, yeah. Except for one person the in the NXT male the biggest male heel on NXT right now is Cameron Grimes what did you not see the go home heat he was getting when he was trying to cut his promo against 
Keith Lee. Yeah, but that's they would because not let him Lee. speak. And that's one time, James. You can't. You can't give. No, him he's been building that. He's been building up to that. Yeah, but he's been building up to that this whole time. It's now, just, he's just getting the payoff now on it that he's getting as much heat as he's getting. I'll agree with you. But from then to that day, he just now getting it, like you said. But who who's had the most? Well, actually, it's a toss up. It's NXT. I can't even say anything. I mean, Johnny Gargano I, has I been has been going back and Gargano. forth. <laughs> Gargano's been going back and forth yeah. and whatnot. He's mainly been a face. He's been a heel a couple of times. He's been a the victim. times he was That's a heel didn't really go off like they wanted it to. I mean, it's not really it's still building now, but right now yeah. at it's this point, shoot. yeah, at, at this point, I have to give it to Cameron Grimes. Yeah, I can't be mad at you because they don't really have any heels in NXT anyway. That's part of the problem, right? Exactly. So. With so for him to get, so for, so for him to get that heat that he got Wednesday night, I got to give it to him. No, you got to give it to Keith Lee for the rub. Keith Lee well, is so over him, okay. that well, he's getting. He's it getting don't matter who it is. Cool. It could have been a. I would have booed the newbie sumo if he would have came out. Oh, they what? They ain't ready for. They ain't ready for the sumo to come out. Heck yeah, you've been standing there. Uh, you know, Keith Lee, like, well, what you got to say? And I'd have been standing there for five minutes taking all that heat, <laughs> and then I'd have walked out without saying a word. Like a pro. Until I came with the chair and smacked him upside the head. Get your behind back in the damn ring. As much as I paid to get you on that flight to come down here. You ain't going to say nothing. You better say something. He's going to say something. Wait a minute, Lee. He's going to say something. Just my mere presence is enough. Oh, God. Enough to go to lunch. Podcast. <laughs> enough to go to lunch, enough to go to break, enough to throw to the push. And that's exactly what we're doing right this minute. <laughs> we'll be back. What's up, everybody? It's Delonte representing the Cylon Junkies. And welcome to yet another installment of The Push, uh, where we talk about a specific wrestler or a tag team that... You know, the spotlight may be on, but may not be on, if that makes sense. So I try to bring clarity into their uh, situation. Um, this week, um, it's kind of a first per se, because we're going to talk about a wrestler who, when he started in NXT and then came to the WWE and made an immediate impact, but... Um, you know, over the past month or so, and is for the strangest reasons, um, his push has like gone in the wrong direction, and I'm talking about Ricochet. Um, now, in NXT, you know, exciting wrestler, high flyer, you know, things of that nature. Um, whether it's tag team or single wrestling, um, Ricochet he wowed the crowd. Um, definitely wowed the crowd. Same thing when he first came to WWE. You know, he came and had some high-profile feuds, did well, um, even won the United States Championship. But um, ever since uh, the Super Showdown, um, things haven't looked so great for Ricochet. Um, I thought 
his star was back on the rise after his uh, performance in the Royal Rumble. He hoped uh, Drew McIntyre get rid get rid of Brock Lesnar. Um, so I thought, okay, you know they they're going to make him, you know, I guess like a cornerstone. You know, give him you know some some sort of like push. Um, but it never happened, and then I seen him lose in embarrassing fashion to Brock Lesnar at Super Showdown. And then I don't even remember the wrestler's name, but he got absolutely squashed on Raw. Um, and it was it was embarrassing. Um, so it looks to me that Ricochet is getting the Cedric Alexander treatment. Um, you know, they you know, the, thought the push was there and then looked like they're going to push him right to... Uh, What's that show that come on? The WWE, the main event show. Like, I don't even, we don't even know what channel that comes on. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the day at a time, we don't even know. We know it, it still comes on, but that's all we know. That's all we know. So it's just quite disappointing to see, you know, them treat Ricochet as a, uh, you know, kind of like just a, a pushover per se. Um, pretty soon, you know, um, his interest is going to be cut short. You know, they'll probably play like five seconds of the interest music and then, you know, it, it, somebody will come out to destroy him. He'll probably get maybe four offensive moves in, you know, maybe wild a crowd with over-the-top rope uh, suicide dive. But I don't know, man. And like I mentioned not too long ago, we've seen this with Cedric Alexander. Um, I think the big problem is Vince he he's such a fan of, of of big guys that he gives up too easy on you know the high flyers the, the small guys and Ricochet just happened to be one of those small high flying guys um, you know the, the, the dude he's an incredibly talented um, he hasn't even I don't think scratched the surface and for Vince to kind of give up on him quick um isn't a good thing and not only that um as we're we're seeing AEW they're signing a lot of these you know guys that are leaving NXT that are leaving WWE um and they're giving them a bigger spotlight um we've seen that with uh Sean Spears I think we about to see that with uh Brody Lee um aka Luke Harper uh, Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley, he's the champion over there. So, you know, Vince, man, you know, you, you, if I would have a conversation with Vince, I would tell him, look, you, you got to start value, you know, show a little more value in your your smaller, more agile wrestlers because these guys are leaving, to, you know, for bigger paychecks, bigger opportunities. And, you know, just, uh, you know, a bigger platform because AEW, they're on their way. They're on their way. I think in another year or so, they're going to be neck and neck with WWE. Um, I know we talked about Ricochet this episode, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if this continue. You know, he, he become disappointed and he consider leaving, letting his contract play out. And he leave, he go to AEW, become a star. 
Um, the, the revival, I believe they're they're about to leave and go to AEW. Um, Matt Hardy, I believe he's about to go to AEW. So you know, it's 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 other playing fields, man. It's other playing fields besides WWE and Vince. I think he's too. He needs to get out of this stubborn mindset that the big man, you know, is, is supposed to, you know, carry. You know the the. Um, you know, just just carry things, but that's, you know, nah, man, that's that's just not that it's not it, Vince. It's not it. Um, I do shout out uh, Triple H because he's given a lot of these high flyers a a, a great platform at NXT. He's um, championed and, and supported all wrestlers, whether they're big guys, small guys, what have you. Um, so I think Vince, he needs to take a page out of uh, Hunter's book and be more supportive. Stop throwing these smaller guys to the wolves. Stop making a wrestle in the main event of WWE uh, main event. Uh, the little lowly TV show that come on. Um, we don't know when. We don't know where. Um, and... Yeah, you know, as far as Ricochet go, man, you know, hopefully things turn around for him. Um, just hang in there. We've seen Vince do this before. We've seen Vince do this with Daniel Bryan or try to with Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. But, you know, the the, the, the fans, man, the, the, the fans, they have, you know, they have a voice. And their voice was able to propel those guys into world championship rings. So, you know, Ricochet, man, if you're listening... Um, just hang in there, man. You know, be a professional. Uh, we'll continue to be a professional. Um, and, you know, just just hope, you know, that things turn around. Um, you have a great fan base. Uh, so, you know, again, man, we just hope that things turn around. This is Delonte. Um, shout out to the Don. Shout out to KG. And I look forward to giving yet another installment of The Push next week. Everybody have a great week. Peace. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. And we're also... Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, (laughs) So before... We get into the next segment. I just want to let you guys and gals know in podcast land that there's some conversations that happen in between the breaks that this one time we had to put the pause for the cause so that way the next segment can be had to lead to KG to mark out and lose his mind properly. So with that nice little build up raring to go, uh, here comes James. Sorry. <laughs> it's time for our favorite hey, segment. Hey, put some respect on my name, dog. It's time for our favorite segment. That's just Nubian. All right. So uh, we're going to concentrate today on impact. And you know how I'm feeling about impact right now. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on that um, I'm not in too much agreement with, but is starting to become compelling and raising a lot of questions. 
Um, I'll start off with the fact that they have a lot of activity going on as far as pay-per-views and events that are coming up, like their um, Rebellion pay-per-view, which is going to be their big pay-per-view right after WrestleMania on April the 19th. The, uh, they're going to have a show in Atlanta. This coming up here soon, the A-Town Beatdown, which they're, they're in Atlanta now, so they're getting ready for that uh, taping. I believe that might be something for Tuesday night that they might be showing. Um, they're going to have a TNA throwback special. Uh, they're going to be on Access TV at 10 o'clock after their main show, Impact. Um, they're going to have 10 o'clock, they're going to have a TNA throwback special on the 31st of March of this month, um, where they're going to be uh, bringing back um, TNA um, wrestlers that wrestled for them back in the day, and um, um, which you should be interested to see who they bring back. And then they're also going to have a pay-per-view No Place Like Home uh, on August the 3rd, where they're going to um, have some wrestlers, uh, wrestling matches, old versus old in TNA versus Impact wrestling matches. So that'll be interesting to watch. Now, as far as the last show is concerned, the two main aspects of the show were TJP and Falaba beating the World Tag Team Champions, the North, which they're going to be, they, they've gotten themselves placed in line for a tag team title shot which will probably come at Rebellion or during the TNA um, special. And um, then you had also had as their main event for the World Heavyweight Championship, Tessa Blanchard beating Taya Valkyrie, which was history-making in itself, being that this is the first time two women have vied for the World Heavyweight Championship of Impact. And um, it seemed to be, it was a pretty good match between the two. Um, and uh, it also set up for a title match for Tessa against the winner of the Eddie Edwards versus Michael Elgin match number five, the tiebreaker that'll be coming up here soon. So um, it'll be interesting to see which one of those two will be wrestling against Tessa for the um, for the championship. So um, KG. Would you like to go ahead and um, bring in your questions that you were about to ask? Oh, my God. Now, here's the problem. I don't get to see a lot of impact outside of Facebook. So I got to try to catch up on the Facebook posts and things like that when they show them. But hold on. You had two women vying for the company's top championship. It's a woman not holding the knockouts championship by, you know, which is being held by the one, the only thick mama pump, Jordan Grace. What's up, baby? Stalker. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, but that. <laughs> Let me ask Alexa about that one. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> they basically did something that, I, in actuality, I thought China would have been the first woman to do it because she was the first woman's Emmy Continental Champion. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't she have a match for 
the WWF title once mm-hmm. and lost. And I, I, everybody was pulling for it. But I guess it wasn't, the, the timing wasn't right. But just to to say that you have a woman carrying the flagship championship of your promotion, that is effing awesome. Oh. But do you not think now you got you hit now prior to this match, you had Ace Austin, who is their X Division champion, in a title match on a pay-per-view against Tessa, of which he lost, of course. Now how many male wrestlers are you going to have wrestle Tessa Blanchard as world champion and lose and you going to end up killing or burying whoever she loses to? How are you going to how are you going to keep that title relevant when she's wrestling the, all these men and whatnot, and just in words of um, Don Callis, killing the business. Well, you know how you do it. Tell me. She. Uh, let me get this right. I, I was. It was a little too much excitement in my voice there. <laughs> the way you do it. The way you do it, and you keep the title relevant. You keep the promotion as relevant as it can be right now. But the way you do it is every week or every time she wrestles, you have an assist from a different woman. Because this is, this is you know, we talk when we talk women's evolution, we're always talking WWE. It's always WWE women's evolution. This is a part of the women's evolution. And to push that forward, you got to have the ladies keep it going. Cause now, what if what if, what if you go around and every title is held by a woman, and you know it's the ladies that are keeping the titles on the ladies. You know she she's in a match, and all of a sudden, uh, two ladies come from the back, and they're down there. One distracts the referee, the other one bang, low blow, small package. One, two, three. She's still champion. But that buries her. Uh, look how look how many times Stephanie did it to keep the women's championship. That's the women's championship. We're talking about the top title in an organization and a top title in a company. Now, now up to this point, Tessa has not had any help in any of her matches. And she rough enough to mess with the men. She rough enough to roll. Oh, yeah, with she, she yeah. I mean, she's established herself to where she's you know they they put her in a place to where she can hold her own. But I'm just saying, and I'm not, and I'm not down in Tessa because I love watching Tessa Blanchard wrestle. You know, Tully Blanchard's daughter, Magnum TA's stepdaughter. You know, uh, the whole nine. But for you to keep that title, well, not even the title. I'm not even worried about the title, really. I'm thinking about all of those male wrestlers who have to. Do the job for Tessa. Where do they go from there? I mean, you haven't seen, you haven't really seen Ace Austin 
and he is the X Division champion. You haven't seen Ace Austin really since he lost to Tessa Blanchard. He's on vacation. Mama, what's vacation? Stalker. They did the same thing to uh, Brian Cage. They they had her they had her winning over Brian Cage. I understood that because he was leaving the company. You had her take the title from Sammy Callahan. You haven't seen Sammy Callahan since then, and he's made himself persona non grata through promos. He did a pretty last promo he cut was two weeks ago, and you haven't seen him since. And he's got a crew. Well, let me ask you this. So you're telling me that if you were in those gentlemen's shoes, you wouldn't job for Tessa Blanchett? I couldn't see doing it. And I don't see how many people, I don't see how many male wrestlers in that company would do it. That's why, I'm in, that's why I'm interested to see who's going to win this best out of five to see who actually agreed to get in the ring against uh, Tessa because she may be losing this belt against one of these two. Eddie Edwards and Michael Elgin? Especially Michael Elgin. I don't see Michael Elgin taking a, doing a job for Tessa Blanchard. I don't see it. Eddie Edwards, maybe. It's uncharted territory. It is. It's going to lay foundation down. The key is the treatment. Well, technically, we're in the before, which is her having a belt. So before the match and then after the match. So it has to make sense. And then who she's booked up against has to make sense. So you can't book her up against a super heavyweight. And then have her beat him. That's that's non-believable. And then that's what'll really diminish the talent if she did that. That's that's the equivalent of John Cena beating a big show in thirty seconds. But but it is super Cena, so technically he probably would have done it anyway. So, <laughs> but it, it has to be. Oh, that's her like versus that's like the big Division show. Star that's like the big show well. job into um. What was the dude with the one leg? Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's interesting to see, and that's why we put that on the immediate list to discuss for your segment, because a lot of people don't know. It's good to see, and I said, just got to be done right. Now, the one that was more believable than not was China. When she beat um, Jeff Jarrett's, like, did you look at China? Yeah, she looked like she could beat somebody, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. China looked like she's just gonna eat you or something. <laughs> That's how Jack she was. The thing with China, but the thing with China, the guys in the back, the boys in the back were legitimately scared of her. They were scared to get in the ring with her. Yeah, because she was, she was kicking their ass. Yeah, stiff. They were and scared then, to wrestle her. She beat half the roster. Yeah, how do you give her a receipt? And that's what I'm saying. Tessa is a little bit more initially on the feminine side versus China, who was more on that, you know, She-Hulk, Cock Diesel. Please, please, wait, hold on, time out, time out. What? Don't China and She-Hulk in the same sentence on this show. Oh, 
God. Woo. Speaking of same sentence on this show, I got to find that meme that somebody had put out there talking about the go-go. And they were they combined that some go go music with the uh, the Saturday Night Live cowbell skit. <laughs> you know what? I've been thinking about that. That's and what I made- marked out so hard. I'm like, God dang it! Freaking. And you know what the worst part is? Even with all the cowbell, it's the same damn music. It's so. not. <laughs> it's the that's same damn this, song. That's what this show needs. More cowbell. Who's got uh, Monday Night Raw this week? And guess what they're going to do on the intro? We're coming to you live from D.C. Let's play some. Yeah, it's the same damn song. Never mind. We're just going to do our regular entrance. And that 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 particular video, it's on my Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you know about it. Matter of fact. I, I was laughing hard. Like, KG would love to see this. But then he'd be like, why are you sending that to me? You notice that person's song. And that's different from the other songs that I sent you. I mean, I'll be like, no, it's the same damn song, which is more wait, cowbell. But wait, that that whole thing with the way Will Ferrell was just getting it, that's how you got to get it with the cowbell, man. I, you know what? We're not even going to start there. Let's keep, let's move on. Let's keep going. Yes, please. Let's move on. Let's move on to the travesty of justice that has been happening the past two times, ladies and gentlemen, before we wrap it up. What is the tragedy, you ask? I'm glad that you decided to ask me what the tragedy is. The tragedy is that for twice in a row, even when we had two picks in the same damn week, we tied. So, here's what's going to happen for this pick moment for the Elimination Chamber tomorrow. There's going to be one match that is going to be worth Two times the picks if your person wins. And that will be the women's Elimination Chamber match. Why, James, are you asking me? Why did I pick the women's to be two times worth? Probably because there's six people in it, James. There's six people because there's six goddamn spots in the Elimination Chamber. Not five, not Cinco de Mayo. We're a little further away from that, my friend. Well, I'm talking because it has six options. I think he sounds a little bitter about that. Yeah, I do. Because he was trying to tell me I can't count. This can't week. count. Next week, I don't know. I can't promise that. Maybe like school, four people in the chamber. Math teacher's upset with you right now. I know, man. That Baltimore City education is horrible right now. Like, you need to come back. Like, then the be like, what there, are? Oh. there are six Lexan pods. No, there's not, young man. There's five tag teams. Well, what about the other pod? It doesn't exist. It's like the Matrix. There is no pod. So they're going to do spots. But, oh, that's right. Somebody's there. We can't use that one. So I will start with the first pick of the night. It's easy. It's Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. Uh, I'm going to kind of pick Daniel Bryan. That's a no-brainer. James, who you got? Same. All right, KG. I'm rolling with the consensus, DB. All right. Daniel Bryan is going to win that probably on a pre-show, but, hey, it's a win, it's a win, it's a win. Now, James, you got this one to start. This is where we start getting into some interesting scenarios on how this can play out, especially now that we're starting to see Zelina Vega posted a picture of her 
behind or on top of, well, I mean, in the same photo. So, like, she's cropped above, let me put it that way, not on top of, but above Andrade and Angel Garza. So, you have for the United States Championship, Andrade versus Humberto for the U.S. Championship. And who do you believe is going to walk out with the title? Hmm. I guess I got to go with Andrade. All right, KG. I'm going to go with Andrade Cien Almos. Oh, damn. I put my initials on Andrade. I'm going with the same because Angel Garza is going to interfere. I mean, it's no brainer. But then Rey Mysterio is going to pop up too. But yeah, Andrade dropping Humberto, that will bury Andrade. Unless he's failed another wellness thing, allegedly, but maybe not really. Who knows what? But I, so, I heard what he failed for and got popped for, it wasn't anything really, really bad. It was something very, very minor. It wasn't really a drug. Like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, well, weed's not a drug. It's a plant. But um, something flare? like... Flair? He got popped for flair? Because no. you know he's been having a lot of flair lately. <laughs> I'm here all week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here all week. <laughs> it, uh, I, it was something along the lines of kind of sort of like when you got to take a drug test and you accidentally eat a poppy seed bagel, you're going to come back dirty. It was something that minor. Wait a minute. So you're saying he got popped for having a, a little bit higher elevated woo levels? Pretty much. But it, I mean, it happens. A little bit too much Ric Flair drip. If that's what you want to call it, I don't know if it was Ric Flair drip. I think it was a. Never mind. This is a family show. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and leave it alone. There's a lot. Sasha invited him to one of her cousin's parties. Oh no, no, he's he definitely violated then. Like, yeah, come on over to the studio. He leaving out. (laughs) El Idolo. Mm-hmm. See, you can't be you can't be messing around with that gorilla glue. Hell no, hell no. Speaking of gorilla glue, uh, I believe uh, KG, this is your pick. Yes, sir. No disqualification. AJ Styles v. On well, I won't say Andrade, but Alistair Black, Zelina's mm. other guy. Give me. The face that runs the place, H.A. Mm-hmm. He got he got a rebound after that loss to the Undertaker. I mean, granted, I don't care. I the Undertaker can be 135 years old. He can be older than Joe Lewis when Joe Lewis fought Rocky Marciano. I'd lose to the Undertaker and be proud of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Like, you want me to do what? Take the choke slam. And that's the finish. I'm good. I'll take it. I messed around, jump up before he even put his hand around my throat. Like, oh, boom. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? It's the power. It's the power. It got me. I feel the urn. It's telling me to lay down. Uh, So, James, who you got? Alistair or AJ Styles? I would say Alistair, but being that AJ is building up to this match, I don't think they would give him a loss right now. So I got to go with AJ. 
this is starting to become a, a, a problem, gentlemen. Yeah, and this ladies. is starting to become a problem. Yeah. Because, you know, the smart money is on AJ for the story building because we all know how the road to WrestleMania is. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an Undertaker gong and something happens, but then you have the other members of the OC and then somehow Alistair gets caught. So that's going to be interesting. So now it's my pick. This is where it becomes fun. Raw Tag Team Championships. Street Profits versus whoa, whoa, Seth Rollins. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, 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 you, you, you picked AJ in, this, in the last one? Yeah, I did. Okay. That's I, what I'm saying. It's going to be a problem. I'm just, That's I'm why we right said it started to be a problem. Yeah. So this, this is where the divides starts to come. I can guarantee you that. At least in three different matches. One of them will probably agree with still. Uh, so the Raw Tag... Uh, Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Do the Street Profits become the drop in the bucket quick changeover champions? Or are they riding it to be in WrestleMania for the entrance? That is the question. Uh, I am going... To have to go Street Profits. Only because Kevin Owens does not have a match on the card. So that means we still have KO in play. Somehow. And with 316 day coming up, I smell a homage to Stone Cold Steve Austin and another running stunner on Buddy Murphy. Frog Splash from Montez Ford. One, two, three. Street Profits skate out. Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. WrestleMania lock. That's my uh, that's my booking on that. So, James, do you agree? What say you? What say you? I see no reason to take the belts off the Street Profits, especially since you got God Seth. Dang it, Bobby! Really? Seth. There's no reason to give Seth a belt right now because he's about to leave. So I don't. I don't there's no reason to give him that belt back. Oh God, go, just go and say it, KG. Go ahead and say it. Oh yeah, you already know where I'm going. Yeah, just he go and say he, it. He, he just go ahead and say it. Just, just go ahead and say it. I'm for going the, street profits. Yeah, for the continuity of the Dagon podcast. If you haven't seen a writing on the wall, ladies and gentlemen, Houston, we have a problem. Because this is another in agreeance moment coming up. Intercontinental Championship, James. Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro. Who you got? New IC Championship in play. I'm going with... Cesaro with the pin. Okay. Cesaro wins the title. All right. So Sammy Nakamura and uh, Cesaro is James's pick. KG. I'm going with my main man because it's about time, and maybe just maybe the Intercontinental Championship will gain back what it's supposed to mean—number one contendership. You mean the Miz? He's, he's not in this match. No, no, no. Not that oh, main. Okay. My other main man. Braun. 
He is the champion, KG. James, talk to your boy. No, I know he's the champion. Talk to your boy. I know he's a champion. I'm, I didn't say he wasn't. KG. Oh, can't do that. KG. Yeah. Since he's won the belt, what has he done with it? it, it man, that's creative, man. It's creative. I, I it's can creative. tell you what he's done with it. Braun! That belt is, in, that belt is insignificant around Braun Strowman's waist right now. It's insignificant around anybody's waist. And we talked about this a long time ago. We, we, I, I'll, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. I'll say it long after I'm dead. Go back to the days where the Intercontinental Championship meant that you were the number one contender. Yeah, but instead of birthday screwed it all up. Exactly. Go back to automatic the, locks. The Intercontinental belt meant more than the world title. Yeah, they, they've they've locked up WrestleMania prematurely. No EC to determine the number one contenders or anything like that. They just locked the hell. The tag championship, the tag champions are in the EC. And I, I don't have a problem Let's with do they, they usually do that with the world title. Yeah. Right. They, they usually I, do that with the world title, but they're doing it with the tag title this time. I don't have and a problem. out a team, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> I don't have a problem with money in the bank. I mean, that's something new that's something fresh it's always going to be fresh because you never know who's going to win it who's going to cash it in because the number one contender can still get their title shot they can win and then here comes the newbie and sumo cashing in his money in the bank he's the new champion on the same night speaking of which so, didn't we get gypped of a money in the bank last year no they who, just, who, they just who, cashed who, in early oh yeah i mean but yeah technically yeah we got that's a mania cash in they they, they gypped us this year Plus, they plus the uh, money in the bank is after WrestleMania this year. Yeah, I said they they gypped us. It's supposed to be that extra added little. Oh, I wonder if it's gonna happen type of thing, but now I won't even have that excitement. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, since you have two different belts, two different shows. The U.S. title is supposed to be on the same level level with the Intercontinental title, but this is where. More titles have to come in. Like you need that same in in the same row. You need a women's title like that. A a a a a North American Championship or something like that. Something, but the women need something for that too. But then right. you need to put the belt underneath of that because the two hundred five live belt, uh, it, it it it's lost its steam. Um, you don't have anything it's not even on 205 live belt anymore. It's the NXT Cruiserweight belt now. Yeah, but they still have 205 live. I don't even say how that's working. I, I gave up on that mess. It makes no sense to me. See, that's what I'm talking about. You have WWE has this whole list of defunct belts. You can bring some of those belts back, some of the lower level belts back. You better hush don't your you mouth. Think, don't you think WWE has too many belts now? Not for the size of the roster that they have. I don't think they have enough. It's the same thing that when they had three shows before and it was Raw, SmackDown, ECW. You didn't have enough belts to go around for all three shows. You just had the ECW Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Championship. And you had the same group of guys fighting for those three belts. Then you had the Intercontinental and the U.S. That was it. Of course in the tags, but that was it. It was not enough because, I mean, 
I, I do miss the light heavyweight championship that Gilbert held for like four years. I think he has one of the longest light heavyweight runs. And I think, you know, he, he should be a Hall of Famer soon because, I mean. Well, he just retired. Shout out to Gilbert. He wrestled Gilbert. James Elworth in his uh, last retirement match two weeks ago. So, I mean, and it's just, it's it seemed like it's not a, uh, it should be step, stair steps. If you win belt A and you're able to sustain, okay, we'll move you up and we'll put you in the running for the Intercontinental slash U.S. Okay, you win that. You show, that's how you show and you work on being the, 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 the face of the company. Yeah. That's for your KG, that only works for the video game now. <laughs> that only works for the video game. Remember how it used to be? You would have yeah. that stair step, and then when you got to the Royal Rumble, if you went won the Rumble, you automatically skipped the Mania. Yeah. If you lost the Rumble and you were IC, then you would go to Mania in an IC championship or US or whatever. The problem is they're giving people the belts or the championships, whatever you want to call them, titles, whatever, as consolation prizes. So there's no long creative for Braun Strowman. We're just giving it to Braun Strowman for the, oh, my God, Braun had his moment. What's the creative past that? I don't know. we got to figure that out. But then we also got to flesh out this thing and then this thing and then this thing and then Braun Strowman is the champion. Same thing for Bailey. Bailey's the longest reigning da, 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 women's champion. Yeah, because you had nothing else for her to do. Mm-hmm. And then now that you yeah, have wait, some direction, wait for Sasha to, to make the Sasha to turn on. Yeah, well, no, she's gonna turn on Sasha. I, 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 I kind of got that vibe from her interview, uninterrupted interview in the back, where she was talking like, "I did this, I did this." When you were gone, I, I was able to accomplish this, this, and this. And I'm like, "Oh snap!" Oh, I'm you know for, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for Sasha that. to look and be like, "What?" So I think that may be where they're going with that because. I mean, those two on the same show, there's only one thing to do. Somebody's got to turn on the other. And it's going to be a loss because of Sasha Banks. Bailey's going to get pissed, and she's going to turn on. And we're going to have pretty much a bigger explosion of Gargano versus Ciampa when Gargano turned on Ciampa. But it's going to be Bailey turning on Sasha. That potentially could make Bailey face and Sasha heel. It all depends on how that plays out. So... We'll, we'll see how they want to do that. Hopefully, she can keep her healness. But either way, you pick Braun. I am going to jump on the other side of the street because I'm hoping that the person that pins Braun Strowman is Sami Zayn. And then that will actually kind of break up everything because now Sami Zayn is cutting promos that he is the reason why he is the champion. Not because it was a three-on-one match, but he beat Braun Strowman single-handedly, which is going to make Nakamura and Cesaro look like, what? And then we're going to have them have an internal conflict that could end up being a WrestleMania triple threat for the Intercontinental Champion between those three. And then that would be the treatment going forward. To prevent a rematch the next night, which is something that they do now. We watch WrestleMania by the pay-per-view, but then you watch Raw and you have a rematch of the same damn match. Like, well, what the hell did I pay for pay for WrestleMania for? 
But either way, I digress on that. So that's our first kind of dividing line. James, you could be the odd man out uh, with me, or KG could be on an island of his own with a W uh, with that match. So we will see. Well, no, that's why, that's, why, that's why I was specific and said Cesaro. But they're all together. So I know, but they're all together, but who's going to get the belt? Whoever pins, right? Allegedly. Because they never, they, they never said that if, if they win, then it would go back to Shinsuke. Well, it's probably going to be the Freebird move. All three of them are going to hold the belt? Um, well, possibly. That would be pretty cool. That would be stupid. Yeah, but it'd be different. Each week, a different one comes out with the championship, but they they're gonna do like the, to they're gonna do like the um they're gonna do like uh they're gonna do like the um uh, Michelle McCool and uh yep like an old girl and split the belt in three ways yep who's gonna get the main who's gonna get the main plate well in that situation <laughs> I would have been in the yeah so next uh, <laughs> family well, show. The match that is next. If Cesaro gonna... wins, I get my point. That's all I'm saying. You get the point anyway. It doesn't matter who wins. They're all in this together. Teamwork makes No, because work. we split your way. My way is specific. No. You're saying Sami Zayn. I'm saying They're Cesaro. They're one team. They're one team. It's three on one. The three goes in as one. So we split the point. No, we're not splitting the point. It's still a point because we won that side. Stop, stop, stop mucking it up. Mess around, you Braun Strowman win. It, it won't even matter. <laughs> so I'm, I'm skipping the next match because we're still waiting for James to get one more finger involved to figure out that he is a team short. So the elimination chamber for the women's Number uh, uh, yeah, number one contendership. Whoever you pick is going to get, if that person wins, you get double the points. So you get two points for that one. So we've got Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot. The picks on you, KG. Natty, Liv, Shayna, Oscar, Sarah, Ruby. Oh my God. Ruby, Sarah, Liv gonna cancel each other out. I'm gonna uh go out on a limb here. And I'm I mean it's not a strong limb. I'm gonna say that now. It's not even it, it can probably barely hold my weight. Uh give me Natty. Okay. James? Natty, Liv, Shayna, Oscar, Sarah, or Ruby? Ah, I'm stuck between Ruby and Oscar. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Ruby. All righty. And I am going to go out on a branch <laughs> and say Shayna Baszler. 
so that's one match left. James, would you like to count them as I name off the teams again? Yes, please. <laughs> Miz and Morrison, New Day, Heavy Machinery, Usos, Rudin Ziggler, Usos. You said Usos twice. I'm just trying to make it six. Shit, it's only five teams. Sorry. I didn't mean to get... I, I blew up on that one. Sorry. So, uh, whose pick is it? Is it mine? Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. Just for essence giggles, I'm going to pick the sixth pod. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Heavy Machinery and, well, Heavy Machinery's got to stay in for Root and Ziggler to be in, so they're not leaving. So, they'll be there. It's going to be interesting. Does, well, this is tailor-made for John Morrison. That's why Ms. and Morrison are in the Nation Chamber. Who would be the better heel? But I'll give it to Root and Ziggler get them the championship for heavy machinery to beat them at Mania. That would give Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose a role in Mania if they don't have one. Oh, but then again, Usos could come out the Elimination Chamber match with it. I don't foresee the New Day getting it. It's too soon. This is going to be a tough one. I wish Miz and Morrison weren't in the match. Because I don't want to see John Morrison lose. So, I am going to have to say... Damn, this is, this is a tough one. Should have let y'all pick first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with I'm going to go Come out on, man. We can't have all this pregnant pauses in here. I know, man. It's rough. Because <laughs> I'm working different scenarios out in my head. Like, oh, man, it could go this way. And how would I give the treatment for mania? I'm going to go out. Shit. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm probably going to take an L on this one. But I'm going to go Rude and Ziggler. James? I'm going to say Miz and Morrison. KG? Uh, what, 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 what was your uh, pick there, Don? Rudin Ziggler. Um, I say Heavy Machinery. All right, so. Pretty much is going to come down potentially to one of three matches for the win for KG for sure. If Braun wins, Heavy Machinery wins, you pretty much got it on lock. Unless Braun wins and Natty wins, then you definitely got it on lock. James and I, it's going to come down to if Sammy Nakamura and Cesaro win, it's going to come down to these two elimination chambers. So, on paper, it looks like there is no possibility 
of there being a three-way tie. But then again, stranger things have happened on Netflix. So we will have to see, ladies and gentlemen, on exactly how this is going to come to fruition. But I'm hopeful. I'm not even going to talk trash because it's a hot mess right now with you guys cheating like this. So I'm just not going to say anything. I will let James wrap up the show. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get out of here. Before we oh, get what? out of here. What? What happened? Uh, I'm not sure if you guys knew, but uh, Scott Steiner collapsed yesterday at the TNA taping yeah, down in Atlanta. That. And uh, PW Insider is reporting that he uh, is supposed to undergo heart surgery. Mm. So... Definitely prayers towards Big Papa Pump. I hope there's a lot of freaks that'll be coming to his side to hang out with him. Especially when he comes out and recovers because there's nothing like recovery than when you're laying up in the hospital. Never mind. I can't say exactly what the freaks will be doing. So, hopefully there's a lot of freaks helping out Big Papa Pump. Holla, holla, holla if you hear him. Yeah. (laughs) So, James, you get to wrap up. And even though I thought KG would bring this up since this is his girl and everything, but happy belated birthday to Jordan Grace. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he kind of consulted Alexa about that, and she said he can't mention it. Oh, okay. You know, pretty much. Conflict of interest. I mean, you know, when you want a tour of duty, you can't talk about all the places that you had to hunker down. All the safe houses have to be, you know, kind of kept secret. Yeah. On your route. Yeah. <laughs> James, you're supposed to be wrapping it up. Why keep shooting? Well, we can't wrap it up without KG telling everybody where we, they can hear us. Dang, see, he's learning, kids. He's see, learning. See, see. Well, to hear your newly crowned six-man tag team champions of the universe, you can hear us right here on Anchor. You can hear us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, geez, um, Player FM, Podbean. Pod Chaser, uh, Pod Tail. I think we're still on Pod Tail. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, any major streaming platform. All you gotta do is type in "Sideline Junkies" in your search bar. Every episode for the last two and a half years will come up. Now you wrap it up, James. Now I wrap it up. Okay, so on behalf of the liar, Don Rodriguez. Allegedly. Mr. The, the, the captain of the mothership, KG. Yep, yep. And the Nubian Sumo. We say good night to everybody in podcast land and have a great Elimination Chamber Day tomorrow. 
and we will see you or hear you or you listen to us again in seven days. Oh, shit. We like the ring up in this piece. <laughs> <laughs>